Hello guys and girls, welcome to a special episode of the F Reality Podcast. This is a special E3 episode of the show, a little bonus for you all so you can catch up with all the latest VR news from E3 in one place and hear our thoughts on it. So uh, our, usual uh, our usual show is live streamed every Saturday, YouTube, Facebook and Twitch. Tune into the show live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. Like I say, this is like a little cheeky bonus for you. It's just us three musketeers here today of course i'm joined by zimtok5 and the rowdy guy nathy uh, is actually in la at e3 right now so uh, he's going to be trying all these games and then he'll be able to give us our hands-on impressions uh on next week's show so uh, stay tuned for that um but let's just dive straight into it because this is like a casual unscripted show we're going to yeah, interact we with it. yeah we, we want to hear from you guys as well yeah we want to talk to you find out what your thoughts were so let's just jump straight into it and find out what you guys think uh, of E3 so far. What about you two? Yeah, You've been catching uh, up with it? Yeah, of course. I think that Microsoft really killed it with their VR content. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Talk, well, talk about anti-hype. Anti um, yeah, anti-hype. So well, I mean, I, we, we did mention it on Saturday already a little bit that we weren't yeah. really expecting to see a lot from from Microsoft, but we were maybe hoping for like a hint towards their next console that then would support virtual reality. But I mean, we got the hint to the next cons console, but um, it's not really a lot of VR. No, that's right. So they talked about um, Project Scarlet, which is their next generation Xbox console. Apparently it's gonna be pushing faster frame rates, uh, faster resolutions. It's gonna be have quicker load times because it's got like an SSD. For some reason, uh, Sony and Microsoft seems to have only just discovered what an SSD is. It's like PC players <laughs> have been using SSDs for years, um, but console generation uh, may be not familiar with what an SSD is, like basically a solid state hard drive which can deliver faster yeah. load times. Uh, so that was a big benefit they were touting for their new console, but again, no mention of VR, whatever, like not even a whisper or a hint of it. But then again, this console isn't due to release until uh, mm. fall, like holiday next year, 2020. So we've got another E3 to go before. <laughs> and then they'll announce a VR headset. <laughs> it's, it's typical Microsoft, <laughs> though. I mean, my my uh, chat last night while this thing was Aaron was going off there saying like, there's enough power in that box to power VR. So maybe maybe that's our hint that there's something in there. <laughs> I, I think that's it, grabbing at straws. I think it would just it would just be a nice thing to include to say, look, we're considering it even because you got to remember they're the only one out of the console players that doesn't support VR. You know, you've got Sony obviously representing PSVR, like holding it down and doing a sterling job, yeah. and then you've got um, Nintendo now with Nintendo Labo VR, which is pretty decent. It's it's it's, it's basic. It's like it's an just entry. a shame that the that this year Sony is not at A3 representing virtual reality because I, I'm still I said it last time as well. Like the previous E3 show, they they really killed it with their VR content. So. It's a yeah. bit of a shame that they're not there this year because it would have really made it a lot more awesome. Maybe they are just focusing on their next-gen console uh, yeah, because they've so. already stated that the next PlayStation will be backwards compatible with the current PSVR, which is awesome. You know, if, if, you're, if you're on the fence about getting a PSVR, you know, you shouldn't worry about it being obsolete in the near future because it's going to be supported in the future anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome from Sony. So maybe mm -hmm. they're just like, you know what? We've just launched our big titles like Blood and Truth and anything. We don't need True. to bring anything to the show floor at E3 to prove ourselves. We're just going to do it in our own time. And mm -hmm. that's it. I mean, 
it's true. And of course, I mean, we, we got like another, uh, a lot of other indie titles that got released for virtuality, which, uh, which I think is pretty epic since it's, it's kind of always like Sony stealing the show, but now maybe we get like some other VR, uh, developers that, you know, maybe can take up their, their spotlight. It's Certainly. Nice. And we've got some interesting games that we're going to talk yeah, about sure. today. Um, just like our little hot takes on the games that have been announced today, pretty much. Mm. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to mention about Beat Saber because obviously Beat Saber mm. launched their new DLC pack today, um, which is Imagine Dragons. Like, I didn't see that coming at all. I thought it was going to be like Marshmallow, like uh, Nathy said. But mm-hmm. what do you guys think of uh, Imagine Dragons? Are you hyped for this music pack or well, not as excited as the Monster Cat ones? The funny thing is, I already played the Imagine Dragons on Beat Saber with a modder track. <laughs> that's true, actually. So, um, people have. That's the thing. It's yeah. a very popular mod track, and that's, that's very popular mod track. You yeah. know, that's yeah. that's the that's the real issue. But that was the issue for me with Monster Cat because for five years I've been using Monster Cat as my intro for my show. So literally seven out of the ten songs, like I knew by heart when that dropped. Uh, so I was like, although I was excited because it was like it's Monster Cat. It made lots of sense from the licensing perspective. And I thought that in general, it was like, okay, good move, Beat Saber. Um, I was like really under-enthused. Like probably my introduction to Crab Rave was like way bigger. Like if it wasn't for Beat Saber mm-hmm. and players voting for Grab- Crab Rave, I would have never watched that video. And now it's yeah. like, yeah, the, it's the, a really it's the, a really quality song. Good for Bible sessions. The chat as well is a little bit divided. We have uh, Alexander Ritter who's saying that it's uh, pretty boring. Uh, but uh, El Bagdo Wunk, he, he says that it's very good on the mods. So, uh, yeah. Very, very good on the what? On the mods. On the mods. mods. Oh, yeah. Imagine Dragons. Yeah, what, do you, um, what do people in the chat feel about like what they've heard from today in terms of like VR news and yeah. Yeah, E3 in general? Like, in general, like they of, of course are saying like Microsoft is missing a boat. Uh, it's one is Mike Slowsoft. <laughs> Recycled yeah. said it like that. Um, but in, in general, like I've seen like a couple of titles already pop up, like uh, Lo-Fi was one that popped up, Rogan yeah. Pistol Whip, um, Arizona Sunshine on the Quest. Uh, there's uh, yeah, there's indeed like a lot of content that's actually been announced uh, today. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to be talking talking about a lot of those mm-hmm. games uh, very shortly just kind of like our little hot takes on what we think of them yeah. uh, maybe some hands-on experience that we've had on other platforms what, um, was, your, what but, was your take across the show i mean your original question there mike was like you know what what, what do we think what do the chat think of the show in general and honestly i, I kind of feel like we're at an like an angle here and it's like mm-hmm. we've gone from last year which was like quite disappointing e3 to the point where i'm like i don't care that much about e3 to actually not too bad like we got we got some stuff we even got some new stuff on quest and probably not enough on rift s and then the, the i was thinking next quality. year like what's going to come next yeah. year like next year i i think it almost guaranteed at this point is going to be yeah. better than 2017 better than 2018 so i'm looking Just forward the, to the, next year. the overall quality of the of the title seems to have improved like yeah. if you look at like the titles that have been announced today yeah they, the quality seems good like, yeah, in terms of uh, announcements, we've had more VR announcements today than we've ever had historically at any E3, probably. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm super hyped for it. But also, there's a few things that I wish we knew more about that we didn't get that information today. And hopefully we will get it this week. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll talk about that more because, like, um, we, we mentioned this very briefly on... Um, the episode of the F Reality podcast this weekend as well, but uh, Onward is also coming to Quest as well. So if you're looking for future Quest titles, you know Onward is definitely one to be hyped about because you know it's like the go-to 
military first person shooter right you know it's yeah. it's online yeah. it's yeah. tactical it's multiplayer you can play single player skirmishes as well so hopefully they bring those Huge over to the quest um and from my testing previously uh, gun stocks do work with the quest so it's entirely possible that you could get gun stock support with onwards so that would be super interesting so uh even even with because i know that protube themselves have said that uh the quests uh or the uh the, the new controllers are not supported with the old cups but uh yeah they say that officially uh you can jam them in but they just say that it may damage the controllers or the cups ah, that's okay. their sort of like um you yeah. know caveat um, so that is like onward coming to the quest. Definitely one to have on your wish list if you've uh, uh, you know got a new quest owner. You're looking for first person shooters, particularly online ones. There's you have no, got Pavlov coming as well. There's but... no date out for onward yet, is there? There's no mention of even quarter that it's releasing. It's just we know it's coming. It's likely going to be coming this year. Uh, I know that Onward are currently working on really big updates for the PC version of the game to optimize that, uh, adding new content to that as well. So um, yeah, I'd imagine like later on near the end of the year we can expect expect it on quest yep. um but you know obviously we had the big uh companies delivering their their conferences but we also had uh big game developers as well like bethesda ubisoft um and others and again vr has kind of been on the back burner although bethesda did announce some stuff um particularly around cyber pilot which is their upcoming vr game around the wolfenstein series mm -hmm. um and interestingly i don't know if you guys heard this but they made a really strange claim during their keynote and that was that they developed the first commercially viable vr technology that was shown back at e3 in 2012 and then they showed this picture of a, a headset that was held together with duct tape and i was like Wait a minute. So wait, uh, aren't you talking about Oculus developing a headset that you happened to show because John Carmack was working for you at the time, and this is why you hadn't got a big lawsuit? Yeah. Like, why would you even mention this Bring that during your up, keynote? Like, and it all was that kind of, pain. Yeah, it was kind of strange. So they mentioned it, and then they were like, "Yeah, so you know, we've been pushing VR back in since 2012, but we haven't made a headset. Apparently, we're the pioneers that made it. Oh, and now we're going to announce our streaming service, like every other company did at E3 this 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 week so far. So very strange comment to make uh, at the show. Yeah, I find that weird as well. But um, we did get to see some more uh, Cyber Pilot, uh, which is kind of an interesting uh, looking game. I don't know if you guys have played this one at all at any events or shows. I haven't. No. I haven't. No, I but Nathy hasn't. Did you have as well? Yeah, I played it um, back at Gamescom. So it's been in the, oh. it's been in the, the oven for a little while now. Um, but from what I played, I found it a bit basic. Um, you know, I was controlling a Panzerhund, um, which is kind of one of these mechanical hounds. Which looks badass, by the way. Like when you're actually standing in front of it, and its huge jaws are in front of you, it's uh, it's really intimidating. But when you're actually in the in the driver's seat and you're taking down uh, Nazi soldiers by using its kind of flamethrower, kind of gets a bit repetitive and boring. Um, so I hope they um, I hope they spice it up a bit. I love that. It's also, yeah. it's already. Uh, I'm imagining like stormtroopers, you know, like piloting one of these things, and it's like. John, man, I've been piloting this Panzer hood for like twenty years, and you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm bored. I need to get up in the, yeah. get up in the ranks, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would feel his pain. Two. I feel his pain, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was quite kind of excited about it because I'm a big fan of the Wolfenstein series. Yeah. But yeah, I think hopefully it's had more time in the oven to add some more features to it, make it a bit more exciting to play. It's already uh, an older announcement as well. It's not, not a new something anymore, right? I mean, this was announced back when. Oh yeah, a long time ago. But what we do know now is that it's coming in July. 
So okay. we don't have to wait long to play it, which is cool. So if they have improved the game and add added more of these Nazi war machines to pilot, then maybe it, it could be much better. But um, we'll just have to wait and see. It's more. It's more. Um... Why am I thinking camel feed? It's more camel feed for the, you know, PC VR <laughs> generation, you know? So, I mean, I think that's a yeah. good thing. Anything, anything that's going to come out this summer that you can ingest on a PC VR headset, that's, that's something that's welcome in this news lineup. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But there's some big games that haven't even been mentioned as really like no man's sky for example there was no mention yeah, of that that's uh, weird but i guess it's yeah. you have to pay to display to an extent right maybe 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 but let's talk about what we um we, we've heard about today so far because there was loads of announcements today all the developers were dropping all their news all at the same time and the first developer i want to talk about is shell games because they had uh, a couple of things that they brought to the table today and the first is until they fall which is kind of like a a melee combat fighting game, um, which looks kind of interesting. And it kind of reminded me of uh, Asgard's Wrath, actually, the kind of melee combat where wow. you're slicing and dicing, but you're parrying and and attacking strategically uh, at the same time. So that looks kind of interesting. I don't know what you guys think of that one, but I'm quite excited about that because I like Shell Games as a company as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's The, the I only thing I, I really don't like again is the the hot stuff that is going on. Like I, I say it every time I see like a, like a VR game. I, mm. I like my, I mean, maybe you can turn it off again, but I like it to be as clean as possible. Yeah. You know, even for these kind of like high action packed titles. And I, yeah, for me, that's just like a, something that really draws me out. I, I really don't like that kind of stuff. I, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, lo- it looks cool. Yeah, like in terms of look, like two things for me resonate with this, uh, with the trailer and the details we got about the game. Number one, art style. Number two, show games. Like I, I got so much faith in show games uh, for a few reasons. One of them being uh, Jesse Shell, who's, I think he's either the CEO or co-CEO, one of the founders uh, from their, uh, I think it's Philadelphia-based studio. And he puts out like all this stuff, like um, if you're a game designer, there's a bunch of tips about how to you know, design your game. Like you've mm. got these uh, stack of cards and you flip them over and they give you an idea about how to think about your game in a different way. And when you see that, when you see these kind of free elements that people are pushing out, there's even iOS apps and stuff like that. And when you see how a designer is thinking from the inside, the tools they use and the tools they're willing to give to other developers to help better the kind of broader environment, it just attaches me to them. It's like, I, I just want to know what you produce and what you're going to give to other people as well. Like, it just makes me infatuated with what content they bring to the table, irrespective of what it is. Heck, they made, um, what was that, Water Bears? game which was yeah like, it's, it's, it's such the most that. unsung little puzzle classic well. it's a it's a funky little game and if you haven't played it that's another shell game and um you know it, yeah. the quality comes through it's actually fun I should play that game because I, I am a big fan of shell games. I, I loved uh, I Expect You to Die. Recently played it again on, on, on Quest, uh, which was awesome. And I'm so glad they brought it to Quest because it's like the perfect game for that, that headset. True. Um, but alongside Until They Fall, they also announced some more I Expect You to Die content. And that is a, yeah. in, a, in a new free DLC pack uh, that's going to be called Seat of Power, which I think is just one level. A bit like it, the it first. does look like, if you look at the trailer as well, it does look like it's just one level since all of the scenes are kind of like from the same kind of area. Yeah. So I do think it's just one extra level. But with those kind of levels, it's often like, you know, you have so much stuff you can try, you can try to do that it's, it's often a great experience. 
yeah and th- th- like funny combinations of things as well yeah um but like the uh, first class dlc you know um that came out shortly after it was released yeah i really enjoy- enjoyed that as well and that was a free dlc pack as well right so um and, and doing a bit more digging uh they said that this is going to be releasing the free dlc is going to be releasing on the 16th of july and they're also going to be releasing a further free dlc level at the end of this year so this isn't going to be the last we see of free dlc for i expect you to die yeah. on both rift and quest which is awesome and, and obviously uh steam vr as well um so that is i expect you to die seat of power i, I want to comment July just a little 16. bit on that because another one of the reasons that their their new levels excite me is um i i interviewed them at one stage when i expected to die launched and i i was i didn't know about this this mechanism they use to build their games they call uh i think it's cardboard boxing or or, or cardboard boxing something like that cardboard oh, I, boxing I, yeah where, and then they later released a video of it but at the time when i was speaking to them I had no idea what it was, and they described it where they literally they literally take a couple of days to physically construct around uh, around a person's desk or environment reachable cardboard objects. Very now Labo esque, but before mm. Labo was even a thing, Shell was that they were describing to me about how they were doing this. You know, buttons, levers. Is it reachable? What am I naturally human gonna do? So again, anytime you see one of their levels, the amount of kind of thinking and uh, gameplay iterations that go into that, you know mm-hmm. you're getting a quality end product. So even if it only lasts you 16 minutes or maybe less, you know, that, for instance, that first, um, what was that called? Their their latest expansion pack to Expected to Die? First Class. First Class. That took me quite a while to beat. It was probably like 20, 25 minutes, and I was yeah. bashing my head against the wall in a few sections. But um, if, if you played the original Expected to Die and you kind of didn't bother, bother. Go play that. Yeah. That was really, really good. Yeah, for sure. If you want to like a, a room escape game on Quest, like go and go and get it. You'll you'll have fun with it. It's yeah. relatively short, like you say. If you can you can blitz through it probably in a couple of hours, but it's a lot of fun for sure. Okay. Um, so let's move on to uh, Vertigo Games because they're another big hitter in the VR space. You know, made Arizona Sunshine, which we all enjoyed that game. Um, but they uh, finally announced their brand new game, which is called After the Fall. Now this is kind of interesting. It's a, it's a zombie shooter again. Uh, but it's set in a post-apocalyptic frozen LA, which is kind of a unique <laughs> setting. Um, it's a four-player shooter. Uh, you can play co-op. It's got mm-hmm. some RPG elements. You can loot things as well, which is uh, interesting to hear. And also they said they said it was a shared world. So I don't know what this means, like if it's a shared world with other groups of players or other players, a bit like in the division, division, uh, you know, where you can yeah, bump into other players. Yeah, I got that vibe as well. Like really from like a the division kind of uh, vibe uh, that they were going for. Also because they, they mentioned like loot and yeah. uh, RPG elements, uh, which I found rather interesting to, to have as well. And indeed four players because you could see it on like the, it was it was neat because it didn't say it was four players, I think, but they just showed like the, the screen with like the game console that showed like our four players, which is exactly. uh, yeah, a classy, right. classy way to kind of, tease this uh, game concept and it's definitely for some reason that whole coin up thing i think is Mm. it just our generation because you know kids these days they they don't go to kids these days they they, they don't go down to the arcade and feed quarters into a machine like i did it's because of the the original arizona sunshine they did that as well so i think it's like kind of like their trademark uh, to go and do it that way i don't know yeah but But i think it seems like age stamped you know it kind of seems like we know our market and we're portraying to that market and we're gonna like (laughs) make people glow and be like you can return back to when you were a teenager 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. And they also mentioned about Endgame. So that's another big thing in the division yeah. is the Endgame. So referring to it as an Endgame as well makes it sound really interesting. Uh, the only thing that sucks is that we're going to have to wait till 2020 to play this game because it yeah. looks really nice. Uh, for The trailer looks super slick and uh, the gunplay Especially and the enemies look nice. It sounds like something that hasn't been done before, like because they're talking loot, they're talking four-player co-op, they're talking mm. Endgame. You know, those are things that we haven't seen in any VR game wait, yet. So yeah, what? that's... Explain this to me, because you guys obviously both know the concept, but what is Endgame? I know Ender's I'll let, I'll game. Let, I'll let Mike do that, because Mike is the one with the experience in Endgame. What's that, sorry? What is Endgame? What, what, what is Endgame? So basically, it's it's game. It's content after the game is completed. So you, you complete the single player, and then it's just content that you can continue to play almost infinitely to grind more loot and play with other players, basically. Uh-huh. That was a big thing in a division. Like Division players are all about the end game they don't really care about the single player campaign or you know multiplayer up until the end game it's all about end game and optimizing gear at the end uh, uh, so, so yeah it's kind of diablo-esque then where yeah very much you're so just, yeah. you're kind of replaying but then the tiers are going up your loot drops go up it's, and... it all becomes about the loot then and optimizing loot and gear okay yeah so it could be kind of interesting and thing is if it wasn't set in a frozen wasteland i think we'd be getting more sort of left for dead vibes from this one because yeah. it's zombies yeah. four players co-op loot so yeah i'm excited for this one uh really really excited for it but it wasn't the only thing that vertigo was showing because they also announced um arizona sunshine the damn dlc which is coming yeah. in august uh august the 27th uh, for pc which is going to be awesome uh, i wasn't a huge fan of the dead man dlc because i said it was all kind of indoors sure. and claustrophobic yeah. uh hopefully it's not the same with the damned but Looking forward to try it nevertheless. And then the big news, of course, was that Arizona Sunshine is coming for Quest, uh, which is amazing. Wow. And another yeah. great title that's coming to the Quest, actually. It's uh, it's insane almost because that's that was back back then it was one of the more graphically intense games when it came out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Makes me and, so uh, disappointed though, in my soul. There's a part of my soul that's just broken and crying right now. Because Nathan doesn't have to eat a fucking head strap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that. That is true. That is that is very disappointing. Yeah. Damn. Can we just hide this news from him and tell him? It... <laughs> he's, yeah, he's not here anyway. <laughs> Make him eat one first before we tell him. Pay somebody um, to, to run down to the show floor and put some towels over the like. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, if you're a quest owner, you've just got a quest. You're looking for more content now. You know, like we said at the beginning, you know, uh, Beat Saber new tracks. Onward is coming to Quest. Uh, maybe uh, until um, uh, they is it until they fall? Yeah, this the Shell Games one that has been hinted at coming to Quest, so but they haven't announced it. Until um, you fall, and then there's after after the fall. The fall. Like, yeah, you know what? Come on, devs, get together, like share your secret but, names. But, but that is a thing, like, because if you look at the the amount of games that are announced, a lot of them are in, like in collaboration with like different VR studios, yeah. which is also interesting that you see like a kind of like a group of VR developers that start like working to, together, even across country, which is kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, it is exactly. Um, so yeah, that is um, Vertigo Games. Very excited for After the Fall. I think that was definitely one of the most exciting games that got announced today, um, unless. Team Fortress is your bag because you might be super hyped for this, and that is Meat Fortress. Meat, meat <laughs> and Fortress. Meat Fortress. Meat Fortress Two, I believe it's called. No, Meat uh, Meat Fortress. Just Meat Fortress. Oh, it is Not Meat two. Fortress. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is made by Rust Limited in collaboration with Valve, uh, and this is like the developers behind uh, behind Hot Dogs, Horseshoes, and Hand Grenades, right? Uh, yeah. Anton. 
Um, he was teasing that he had a game to announce today and said that he was being playing with his wieners, which is maybe a cryptic message that this is what he's been up to. Um, I hope so. But yeah, it's it, an update it, it, though. It's I don't think it's a new game. It's an update for hot dogs, horseshoes, and hand grenades. What you, so what it's he, probably yeah. an extra mode, right? That's what ah, he keeps doing. He does this all okay. the time, though. He keeps yeah. jamming new, basically games into his original game yeah. for free. Yeah. You know, so like, yeah, but when you when you buy brilliant. into that, it's like buying into a context stack. It's really weird. Yeah. Like you've got so, your horror game, you've got your you know shooting game, you've got your yeah. kind of creepy mystery game, you've got but this. But it's a which... great concept. It's a great concept because well, if you want to show someone what VR is about, you just drop them in there, and he can do anything that he wants. If it's a horror game, if it's a you know a Team Fortress, if it's uh, just shooting guns, which a lot of people apparently like to do, then uh, you know it's it's great. Just drop them in there. Yeah. <sighs> But he he was using the original Team Fortress maps. It looked like so. Yeah, got, yeah, for sure. And a lot of the kind of iconography in that from it. I mean, I was I'm a little bit surprised, but at the same time, as we were saying just pre-show a little bit, like I I played the original Team Fortress two when back in the days when Oculus and you know and and Valve were working well together. You know, pre the mm. Facebook acquisition, and there was a playable. A lot of people don't know this, but there was a playable version of yeah. Team Fortress two. Um, yeah. In fact, I think it's still grandfathered into the current version where you can go and click enable virtual reality, but it does nothing. Um, but that, right. that mode, you used to be able to play quite, I'll say comfortably, for those people with VR legs, you could play all the classes. The only one that wasn't really working well was the sniper class because they hadn't sorted like a scope. Mm -hmm. So the scoping, as many of you know who've played scoped VR games, if you it's kind of make or break either it's yeah. comfortable and it's useful or it's like you have to get it so perfectly balanced that it's the, totally useless the problem for me with the original team fortress 2 in vr though was uh, the speed like it's right. so ridiculously fast i loved it though but even the scout was so awesome you just be like boink you know and just go hit somebody with a baseball bat and keep running so if you had the <laughs> vr legs it was fine if you didn't yeah it wasn't good right so that you so you're saying this is coming as an update to the original Hot yeah. dogs, horseshoes, and it, hand it, grenades. It says, I mean, it says in the trader, a ridiculous update for hot dogs, horseshoes, and hand oh, grenades. Okay. Yeah. That, so that I'm, makes I'm sense. assuming that it will indeed be a full uh, add-on to the to the to the original title. But I think this is the first time he's added multiplayer to the game though, right? Or I don't think it's multiplayer. Well. I think it's AI still, because huh? it's yeah. all hot dogs. Yeah, it looks like it's actually player versus oh. AI, which is unfortunately yeah. well, I mean, um, then he's not really conflicting with Valve's IP as much. And it's kind of like, okay, it's just yeah. an ode. You know, yeah, it's like having yeah, a yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay, well that makes sense. That makes more sense. Hopefully we uh we clean that up. But that's uh that's coming on the twenty eighth of June, so not long to wait for that one at all. Um the next big uh sort of developer I want to talk about is Neat Corporation because they had a few things mm. that they announced uh today as well. The first being uh, an unusual game called Garden of the Sea. And uh this is very, very uh odd. There's the sort of a complete shift away from budget cuts which is great i guess for them especially if they've been working on budget cuts for a long time but what do you guys think of this one i've, I've written down i've written down two things <laughs> crossbreeding and stardew valley <laughs> exactly that's what, what i thought as well i thought it was stardew value but i think that's a great concept i i'm probably going to try this this game because i think it's yeah. a i think it's a brilliant concept I like I, I the thing it reminded me of actually was Bogo really recently because there's that whole pet adoption bit and the fact mm. that you can um, breed animals it reminds me of a game that my wife played like back in the DOS days that she has somehow working on modern Windows which is called Cats 
or dogs. There's two different versions of it. And you can like breed your cats and have kittens and that whole thing. But if they allow any yeah. kind of crossbreeding, like crossbreeding could be a, a big thing, you know, because people get attached to their animals. It's going to be like one of those games. Like if they if they do it right, like you're going to say, like, I'm just going to play for like half an hour. And then like seven hours later, you, you take your headset off, your eyes are all like red and stuff. Like, oh, like play way too long again. Because I, I really get lost in these kind of titles. Like, did they? I'm just curious here now. I think I might be wrong here because they're talking about the gardening. So do they mean crossbreeding the plants or crossbreeding the animals? Because when they when they said the crossbreeding, mm-hmm. I, think I think they were highlighting both. the animals. Did I think it both? was both. Okay. Yeah. Um, but apparently, um, you know, this is out now in in super duper early access. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, right. you yeah, can actually, yeah, because they 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 both they had two developers on the team that came up with the same idea. And then they um, they decided to make it, but then they want to see what the community wants from this game to craft yeah. it into the game that they want to finally yeah. make. So, uh, if you want to play it now, you can, so, uh, but it is mm-hmm. super super early access. Well, what I noted down on it was that it has currently has a plant growing system, a crafting system, and that they want to include animal. I mean, they have already included animals, but they want to like do more with animals as well. They want to include quests. They have a boat. They want to include fishing. And it indeed like very like Stardew Valley kind of thing. Like you can do all the farming and that kind of stuff. But since they also want to do missions, you know, you can Mm. also just get rid of the farming and go and do something else, which I think is awesome. So the name Garden of the Sea is because you're gardening on a tropical island, right? I guess like so. Like Garden Maybe. of the Sea. You're not actually underwater for any part of this game, no, no, as far no. as I can see. No, no, no. As far as I can no. see. No. Nice, nicely said. You see what I did um, there. I did, I did. <laughs> but that wasn't the only thing from uh, Neat Corporation. Uh, they also announced that Budget Cuts is coming to PSVR, which is uh, pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're if you a PSVR owner, you like the look of Budget Cuts, then... Now you get to play that. That's coming uh, later this year. And the interesting one is that they're bringing out Budget Cuts 2, hmm. but not on their own. They're doing it in collaboration with fast travel games. Yeah. And this is uh, really unique. You know, two big uh, VR developers teaming up to make a sequel uh, to Budget Cuts. And the thing is, like, uh, fast travel and Neat Corporation apparently were housed in the same building at one point. So they, they yeah. know each other as dev studios very well. And then they just decided to team up and make the sequel to Budget Cuts. So that's kind of an interesting concept there. That sounds like they shared an incubator. You know what I mean? Like, a, like I'm talking yeah. about a business incubator. For anyone who's thinking, you know, there's a light bulb hanging and there's some <laughs> there's some hay. No, it's yeah. not like that. But yeah. I, I just wonder if they got together on a technical basis. Like, was it was it basically people who knew each other in the studio saying, we need to launch on all these platforms. How can we do that? Can you help us? And they're like, yeah, sure. And well, you know, it could also together. be that they, that for example, they started as interns in like a similar kind of studio or something like that. Since mm. especially in the VR industry, you know, yeah. since it's all still so small, those interns probably get swapped really quickly, and uh, they eventually uh, get uh, fixed somewhere else. So uh, that could be something as well. But it's neat, like that people like that start working together because they're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw Amazing. what you did there. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. Sorry. You guys, Sorry. yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think it's really cool that you see like because if you if you look at budget cuts and you look at Apex Construct, there is like a certain degree of overlap between the two. And I saw that in budget cuts, they're now using a, a bow and arrow mechanic as well, which is coming also with Apex Construct. So it's it's a, a very neat collaboration, very neat. Yeah. <laughs> Stop Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that because that was what I was thinking as well. It's like they've taken the bow combat elements 
from that and moved it into budget cuts. So yeah, I'm telling cool. you, my guess here is that it was a trade. I'll trade you net code for your bow. Come on, come on, <laughs> come on dude. Maybe, Thank maybe. <laughs> and while we're talking about fast travel games, let's talk about their game uh, that they announced today. Mm. Again, a very different genre from what they're used to. Uh, but very interesting looking game, actually. This one is very colorful. Uh, it's called Curious Tale of the Stolen Pets. Strange sort of name, strange sort of concept. Uh, and and basically, to give you like an elevator pitch, uh, it, it kind of reminded me of the Oculus Dream Deck demo where you overlook the little small city, uh, small yeah, little world. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then that kind of mixed with Captain Toad's treasure tracker on nintendo switch oh my god that's, where, I know that one. that's what you were where, talking about yeah where you're like uh moving around this kind of world because uh, you can it looks like you can manipulate the world and see it from different angles so yeah i'm super intrigued by this like little quirky puzzles with these little small little environments incubator sort of worlds looks kind of interesting very colorful as well it, what it do you guys seem... think of this one it does seem maybe a little bit more directed at a, at a younger audience, uh, mm-hmm. maybe due to the art style. Uh, but of course, it depends on how complex the puzzles will be. Since I think that the puzzles they showed in the trailer, they do look already very cool. Yeah, like I saw there was one uh, from what I remember from the trailer with like a snowball, yeah. like gathering snow. And then you obviously have to use that later and then like freezing over a bridge and stuff like that. So I, I really love uh, puzzle games in VR. And this looks kind of like cutesy. Also kind of reminds me of Ghost Giant a little bit, you know. Yeah, um, with that I, colorful art style. I got that vibe. When I first saw it, the first thing I thought of was Fez. Do you guys remember Fez? This, Fez, yeah. The game with the different... So it, it, nope. it, like, it was like the indie game to talk about for about three years. <laughs> and then the developer went off on race cycles and stuff like that. But um, it reminded me of Fez. But like the thing to me it also reminds me of is, is uh, Gnomes and Goblins, which was a free kind of tech demo, which mm-hmm. really for me was probably one of the first times that the scale of like, I'm going to get down on my knees and, and peer into something, or I'm going to look at an object like very, very close. So yeah. this game certainly, you know, appetizes me in in that regard, where it's like, I want to see that rich detail and I, I want to inspect and get closer. So mm-hmm. the kind of, aside from the puzzle side of it, I just want to look at the detail element and put, see how much art went into it, because it actually looks like they have a really nice art style. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, Again, we don't really know when this one's coming out, um, but hopefully we'll get some more information about that soon. But yeah, interesting name, interesting game, Curious Tale of the Stolen Pets. Um, (laughs) The next one, which really took took my eye, was from Iris Virtual Reality. Uh, And this is uh, Lo-Fi. Now, I've seen little clips of this from the developer on Twitter um, regularly. You know, he's been sort of posting these clips every now and again, little snippets of the game as he's developing it. It's the same developer behind the game uh, Technolust, which, again, had a similar sort of aesthetic, very sort of cyberpunk, dark, gritty, Blade Runner sort of feel to it. Uh, Technolust is out now, by the way, so if you want to go and check that out, it's available on Steam. Uh, But this kind of caught my eye because one of the big games of E3 this year is is Cyberpunk, right? It's uh, a project CD Red uh, game. Uh, you know, Keanu was on stage uh, giving it the business, you know, promoting this game. So everyone was super hyped about that. So this is the closest thing I think you're going to be able to get to Cyberpunk in VR. So that's kind of why this one uh was interesting to me but have you guys played the original game technolust i never played it yes I yeah played yeah, it. yeah i played it um i played it up to the point where the game stopped working for me actually early on it had 
uh, I played it quite quite early on in release, and um, I got to a stage where I couldn't get in through a particular door or level or something, and then it got it got stuck. It had a few kind of weird game choices, like one where you'd go out of your body and then you'd kind of see a, a almost like a virtualized map, almost like of an apartment complex, and you were trying to take out the guards, and then you'd be teleported back into yourself. The things that really impressed me, and I think the wider community, were the really polished scenes where you saw like a bald. Uh, technologically added to woman sitting in a chair and, and and bits like that like where things were just um were just like a that's that's so that shade of sharp and tech punk it was really nice that way yeah what yeah. Are, what is it about actually do we know already what is what this is game? the yeah lo-fi um no just that it's kind of looks like that kind of neo tokyo kind of vibe about mm. it you know blade runner sort of uh, feeling uh, it's actually going to be launching or uh, as a kickstarter campaign um believe it or not they're going to be starting the kickstarter campaign soon uh, to get some I, I guess additional funding for this game to add extra polish and make it an even better game uh, but some people out there have already played it i remember some people mentioned i think it was on last the show we just did that some people mentioned that they've already played an early access uh, version of the game but uh, yeah very interested about that one uh, like i said because cyberpunk was very hot during E3 this week. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, next is uh, Resolution Games. Um, and they've got a, a, a really unique game. Uh, I've not seen anything like this uh, for a little while since like uh, Covert. It's basically like a cross-platform game, but this is multiplayer rather than co-op. And it, this is called Akron. And it's going to be on Rift and Quest. And you play with uh, players on mobile. Yeah. So for those in VR, you play as a, a magical tree defending your acorns, which is obviously a play on the word Akron. And the mobile players are little squirrels trying to steal the acorns. So simple sort of game concept, um, but it's a sort of party game that they're touting. Uh, looks kind of fun. Obviously, Resolution Games also did, uh, what was it? Uh, the latest um, uh, Angry, Birds? Angry Birds game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they did Narrows oh, okay. as well, which yeah. I'll pump again because it was such an awesome game. There mm. was an amazing it, game it, on it go. looks it, for me it looks it looks polished but at the same time i'm wondering like um i mean multiplayer in vr is already quite you know difficult to get a community base and then they're going to bring in mobile players which they're more of but how, how is that going to work is it only locally is it going to be mm. online is it like I, I don't really understand yet how they're gonna do this. Do do you always need four players, or can you also play with just one mobile player, or is there AI? Like all those kind of things, they I would like to know before like saying anything more about this game. Yeah. Reminds me um, quite starkly of a game called BBQ, which I don't know if Mike was there. It was the year before? No, it was the year before Mike and I went to Res together. Um, but BBQ was one where you were the barbecuer. You're a big big kind of heavy set dude and you're barbecuing steaks on a grill and then the other four players so you're in vr the other four players have like game pads on like an xbox or a playstation or something or connected to a pc um sorry connected to a pc but you know xbox or playstation controllers and the bees are trying to spoil the meat and you're trying to swat them away and flip your burgers and make your burgers in time so uh, there's been there's been a few of these, but that's the way I imagine. I suppose Rowdy is that the scale like it's one to X. In other words, that you have to have the main VR player, and then you can have mm -hmm. one, two, three, maybe more mm -hmm. um, additional players on on mobile. Okay. But it, you know, it's it's one of those games that like it really fits a niche. It really yeah. fits a that kind of niche of like I want mm -hmm. to play with somebody, but it's localized. I don't. I would be surprised if this is 
available for online play, but they should think about it. Personally, it doesn't really pique my interest. No. I think this is one that you play with your kids. You know, you've got a VR headset, your kids got access to mobile devices they can all join in and it's kind of like one of those family gathering games you can all have fun together uh but yeah a lot of people in the chat are also sort of saying like uh yeah this is a a bit of a pass for them because they're more interested in the sort of like a higher end stuff um but i'm interested in it (laughs) i don't know if it's your webcam but it's kind of like auto focused out yeah i know i'm trying to fix it i'll fix it don't worry you know i'm I'm nice and Uh, soft (laughs) yeah very very soft uh it's got that filter on you know um but yeah, let's talk about Servios then, because um, they finally showed gameplay of the Walking Dead onslaught. Uh, you know, we've been teased about this game for quite a while now. Uh, we wasn't quite sure whether this was going to be like a wave shooter or if it was going to have like some linear progression or how it was going to work. But they sort of touted it as a co-op game. So you play this with friends. Uh, but yeah, we saw first sort of gameplay. They were the character in game was like pushing zombies away and grabbing them by the throat, which looked kind of interesting. But there was something that bothered me. I know it bothered Zim as well. And I, I think Rowdy will agree with us here, but there was like, there was HUD on the gun. So it wasn't yeah, like... I saw that. And the wrist. Like, and the wrist. It was like double the wrist. HUD. I hate that. Yeah. So most most VR games nowadays, they tend to sort of, if, if you're going to have an ammo counter, they sort of integrate it with the weapon in a, in a way like out of like the alien pulse rifle. You know, you've got like an ammo counter on the side that's digital. So it looks kind of natural with the gun. But this was just like a floating HUD element attached yeah. to the gun. And again, <sighs> I, I don't know. It, for me, I'm just like, oh, I, I just don't like that HUD element. Like like <sighs> you guys mentioned earlier, you know, and this is one I played Freediver recently. I found yeah. it so refreshing. There was literally zero HUD uh, and it was such a, a cool little game. Makes but, such um, a difference though. And like Rowdy said at the start of this cast, like it's the thing I want more than almost anything else. Like don't take me out of the immersion. Don't give me player names floating over players' heads. Don't give me a, you know health animation on my arm. Just show me the world. And if I have to count and learn how many bullets are in a fucking gun, just let me learn that. I don't need I don't yeah. need to be like you know I don't I don't need you to help babysit me that there's eight bullets in this gun. I will learn that after three or four iterations of shooting this thing, and then I'll learn to count it down and reload. So like I don't understand from an information and a game design perspective why they have to have all this HUD on HUD action because I'm not, I'm not for HUD on HUD action and I don't think it should exist. <laughs> no. Yeah. So the only thing that, that made me um, sort of uh, think why they might have added that is because it's going to be in arcade as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's not only just for home, it's for arcade. Mm-hmm. And maybe with arcade players, you kind of need to handhold them a little bit more, I guess, or yeah. I don't know. But for it's, me, it's weird to, to do it in a way because in, if you shoot a real life a gun, you don't see a HUD either. So, like, either you count bullets or you don't. Yeah. You actually, I, I was just, when we were out for uh, OC5, I actually played The Walking Dead's arcade, uh, arcade cabinet, mm. which is awesome. It's got a reloadable crossbow and all that kind of stuff. So the fact that, that you've actually just answered it for me, Mike, because you don't have time to introduce someone to a game. They're going mm. to, if they're in an arcade, be looking for that HUD element of how much ammo do I have. Um, and generally it's because they're feeding a machine with like quarters or something like that. So I think you're spot on, but I just hope, and this is the thing Rowdy always says, and I'm going to say it as well, is please give us the option to turn that off. That's all. Oh yeah, please. Yeah, That's please. But and- it's kind of interesting, you know, in terms of like, um, zombie games, yeah. I kind of wasn't that excited about this one. Um, <laughs> I, I really thought the, uh, the Vertigo games one looked yeah. way better. I, uh, I agree. But, uh, let, let's, do we have a date on this one? 
I didn't no, see one. I didn't uh, see a date either. That. Okay. Well, the, I think it's coming soon. I, yeah, the things that I wrote down about it, like the first thing I wrote down was that it looks a lot like Arizona Sunshine. Like just the way mm. that the monsters move, the monsters look. Of course, it's a zombie game, so yeah. it makes sense. But they had a few interesting things added to it. They had to level up characters. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is a, a different concept that we didn't have in Arizona Sunshine. You could unlock uh, unique perks. You could also unlock uh, unique weapons. Uh, and they also, that was something that they uh, highlighted during their uh, during their little talk, was that their melee combat is taken to the next level. And they use something called, now I didn't I didn't hear it maybe accurately, it might be a different first word, compressive dismemberment or competitive dismemberment. Or impressive dismemberment. Or maybe. impressive. No, maybe it was a different person. word. I don't remember the adjective, but... Um, yeah, it's something, something dismemberment, but I, I, I can't yeah. remember what it was. Creative, basically creative you could, like, dismemberment, I think. Was it? Creative right. dismemberment. I think it, was creative. it is very creative because you can like jab your knife and like in the skull, you can like uh, slice heads off, you can do it, you can put it everywhere. So that does look kind of neat to have those kind of physics in, a, in they, his own they, So they showed yeah. in, in, the, in the trailer we saw, they, not the one that we've aired, unfortunately, the trailer we saw, um, like an ice pick or something going through the side of a head of a skull. Yeah. But the one yeah. thing I didn't like, and it ties into the HUD comment, is um, they, one of them pulled out a knife and was flicking the knife left and right, and there was a knife trail, almost like like in the air, yeah. a laser that followed um. the knife as it was being traced. And my question is like, well, why, why is that needed? Can we not have the knife trail, please? Can Again, we turn I, it off? No. I, think it, I think it's an arcade thing. I think it's, it's an arcade, arcade thing. Arcade, yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting oh, to see if we can... Progressive dismemberment. Progressive. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe chunk up the one. bodies. This is like Gib Town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so I like the idea. I like the idea. But, you know, I think the proof will be in actually playing this game. But, of course. you know, my, my first impressions just from seeing the trailer, I was like, yeah, you know, if these, if these other game from vertigo's coming out similar sort of time then you know i'm yeah, happy to pass this one it, it, it kind of like it wasn't that graphically stunning i, I was kind of no. uh, underwhelmed by the fidelity of the graphics particularly given that it's a um it, it's it's a very important ip so yeah <laughs> maybe the uh like uh oh back wonk says in the chat maybe they have a dedicated carl button you press it and it streams <laughs> carl carl <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that is uh the walking dead onslaught uh also a uh, little sort of peak today at the gameplay itself yep. um next one yeah. ready mm -hmm. at dawn big player big player in the vr space echo arena coming to oculus quest that is freaking awesome news yeah. that is so that's, awesome that's i'm pretty so much happy all of the esports titles that are now also on oculus quest yeah, exactly. Like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, Onward, coming to Quest as well. Like, I'm not even a, an Echo Arena player, but I'm just so happy that it's going to be on Quest because I know so many people are going to love it. I know. Um, it's and so good. I know that, so good. Yeah. You yeah, said, team, like, Team Fortress 2 earlier, right? We were talking about Meat Fortress, right? And, like, oh, hmm. if you're disappointed that Meat Fortress is single player, Echo Combat is is absolutely the game that you want because that whole swan mm -hmm. thing is exactly like the payload in team fortress it's awesome but by the way it's echo arena not yeah, echo, it's combat echo arena yeah 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 but sorry that, but, dude. but doesn't so so the so, full echo series doesn't so, it so echo vr isn't being ported over ah, so because okay. i thought so it was it's, it's, i thought it was no. uh oh, damn no so it's like echo arena maybe you know uh if they've optimized Echo Arena, they could bring Echo Combat to Quest, but um, it makes sense for them to sort of phase it in because they're going to be, pay, you know, uh, 
selling this as a standalone game, which is which is cool. Um, so yeah, I hope people dig it on Quest. But again, we don't know any sort of release date, unfortunately, just the fact that it was teased. Um, but they also obviously teased Lone Echo 2, uh, which I know uh, I know Rowdy's going to be super happy about because yeah, you were definitely. a huge fan of the original game, right? Yeah, like still, uh, I think I might top three of ever, best ever VR titles and it's definitely uh, number one or number two still there. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the amount of polish in that game, you know, we talked about it recently when I talked about um, uh, Blood and Truth on the PSVR, you know, with facial animations yeah. and the way that the characters are mo-capped yeah. and the way they move, it feels very realistic and natural and it's the same in, in Lone Echo with, mm -hmm. with Jack and, and Captain Rhodes, you know. Yeah, it's actually interesting because uh, I think I wrote it down as well because they had like a little dev interview, uh, interview that they have with uh, with the um, with the developer as well, and he basically said like uh, that he was really focusing on like building relationships between like the you know Jack and Liv, and I think that's such a strong point that virtual reality brings forward is that you can have that emotional interaction. You you really feel for a character because you are you are Jack in that game. You know you really feel like you are Jack, and you and I think that they do that so well and especially with those facial animations and just the story that is written. I mean, it could be a movie or a book that you're reading. It's, it's so good how it's, how it's done. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Big fan uh, of that. We've got Reckoner VR in the chat and he says, um, Echo Arena, no cable, bliss. Yeah, that's a, that's a really solid point. You know, the fact that you're completely tetherless with the quest is going to allow you to move more freely, maybe do some crazy backflips in your little play space and uh, throw some discs in there and get some goals. Uh, but yeah, it's really just checking, checking your back, though. Like if you're like spinning around or trying to grab onto something like the last thing you need is a cable to be monitoring. So tetherless is yeah. beautiful for that game. I mean, I still expect to get totally smashed by anyone I play against because that's what's oh, yeah. always happened to me in that game. Oh, yeah. Like, like I, I, I suck at that game, you know, like I suck at, well, competitive multiplayer games anyway, but I know that Caleb, you know, reality check VR, yeah. he was a huge fan of Echo I'm Arena. good at it as he well. Was, yeah, he was actually yeah. really good. But the, the best part of that game, even if you're no good at it, and if this game comes out for free, I don't know if it will be or not. I would assume so, but maybe I, not. I maybe doubt not. it. Yeah, well, if it's going to be it. on a, you know, but maybe, maybe yeah. they'll cross by and you'll maybe you'll have inherited it on another platform. Oh, I doubt it. Uh, well, we'll I see, we'll it. see. But anyway, the best part of the game is definitely, in normal games, you get carried by your team. In this game, you literally get carried by your team because you have to, you, you can latch onto their back <laughs> yeah, and then they, they get launched out of a tube and you literally ride your best friend all the way out the tube uh, to victory. So Is this the yeah. uh, Black, Arrow, Black Mirror episode again? Because I, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> to reference the last podcast. Listen back yeah. if you want to understand that inside joke. But you're right. You're like a little baby monkey riding on the back it's, of a, its mum. You know, it's, it's just brilliant. And you can daisy chain. There can literally be like four of you in a row and you all jettison out the tube at the same time. It's so cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so one of the big and uh, uh, most exciting games, I know a lot of people have been super hyped for this one, and that is uh, Stress Level Zero's Boneworks. Um, you know, we, we recently got, uh, some, a new trailer from them. They posted a new gameplay video on node, which they're part of like the node sort of group, uh, the developers of this game. So they posted a lot more gameplay on that. So if you're interested in checking out some more Boneworks gameplay, go and check that out after the, after the show, super polished, looks really great. The hand interactions are like, unlike anything I've ever seen in VR before. And this is the closest I think we're going to come to Half-Life in VR if we don't get an official Half-Life uh, VR game. Okay, okay. I was just about to say, don't don't you dare, Mike. Don't you dare yeah. say we're never getting it. <laughs> I, I'm going to trigger everyone in the chat now by saying that. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, like Boneworks, um, you know, the, the great thing is about this game, you don't have to buy a Valve Index to play this game. Yeah. You can play this game on a Vive, you can play it on a Rift uh, using the, you the controllers that you've got. Yes, That's yes, you would. Again, eh? Yes, you would. I'm not paying a grand to play Boneworks. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I'll, I'll, I'll play it before I have uh, my hands on better finger tracking because it just, it's a fair point. I just think you miss a lot of the experience. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, like makes this... you have, I mean, if you think about it, like your hand, you know, the hand, what do you call it? Dexterity or whatever. I mean, you basically have kind of the Spock hand essentially on Rift. So it's not that much different. I mean, I, I know what you're talking yeah. about and being able to spear a, a, a crab that's jumping at you. Will be special. Yeah, like when, when they show those clips in the trailer where like the fingers individually are like rolling up and down the crowbar, it just gets me excited. <laughs> like I'm just like, hey, this is freaking awesome. Um, the only one thing I'm super disappointed about is that we didn't get a release date because no. you know no. the index is going to be arriving. Uh, if you were quick off the mark and you got a pre-order in, um, they're going to be arriving at 28th of June, so like a few weeks away now. No. And if this isn't like a launch title for Quest, then I'm going to be like kind of pissed to be honest yeah i've literally like you know i you know i don't i only have one kidney now you know so like <laughs> I, th this is what i i did that for you know to play boneworks on on index so you're definitely not the I'm only be one kid that that kidneyless that, that bloody trailer sold so many indexes but yeah. <laughs> like, huh. yeah. that i bet you it tripled the index sales alone that trailer for sure it, like boneworks out of like the most anticipated games this year Boneworks is definitely up there. Yeah. Stormland is also up there, which we're going to be talking about. Which is more funny, actually, because, I mean, we don't know anything about Boneworks except for that the physics of it are absolutely, you know, amazing. Right? Yeah, the, and the gunplay just looks incredible, you know, from yeah, all the, the footage I've seen. Um, and I've tried to kind of minimize, like, watching a lot of the gameplay because I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. But from what I've seen on these, like, node playthroughs, it just looks so incredible. And I'm, yeah. I'm just really looking forward to that hand interactivity and seeing if it really adds to the immersion of, of playing a game like that. You know, The part that I love the best in the trailers, and this is probably the truth for like so many VR games, is just the bit where they just mess everything up. Like they got a st stockpile of guns and the guy's just like flicking guns out of the... It just looks so natural. And I suppose, yeah. you know, in a high in a high rate headset, it's going to be really nice as well. So I think you might be right. It might There might just be that interaction. Maybe not so much the fingers, but the seeing seeing realistic movement, I think, is mm. what's going to convince your brain when you see that in your hand. Because like even just now, the difference between having a gamepad and having your hands in the system, it keeps getting echoed to me by people who are like new VR, new to VR. Like it's like, yeah. wow, my hands are actually in there. And after a, a few moments of playing, you get tricked into thinking these are my hands. So I'm just wondering if it will go like past that point of just being like a big sandbox that it will be something. With a bit more like, meat to it as well. So apparently, I'm, it does have a story yeah. to it. Yeah, apparently so. Um, and story. a lot of people in the chat are, are super hyped for this one as well. I think definitely. Yeah. I think this is going to be a big game for for this year. Hopefully, it comes out this year. Please. Like, don't, <laughs> Paradise don't Decay. Me, uh, don't I still think wait. it's Half Life Three in disguise. <laughs> it looks like it. It looks like it. If you look at the physics, and and they're basically like mechanical head grabs. That's what they are uh, in this game. So. So yeah, that is uh, stress level zero and Boneworks. Super hyped for that. Yeah. Um, we also got a new trailer for Sansaru, uh, for Sansaru Games Asgard's Wrath, mm -hmm. uh, coming now. We knew we we do know now that it's coming in fall 2019. I'm a bit surprised that it's coming so late in the year. Yeah. Like where where are the big summer VR games from Oculus? You know, like 
I might as well go on this rant now while we're on the subject of Sansa because it is an Oculus <laughs> exclusive. But basically, like, where is Stormland? Why isn't it in my life now? Uh, Defector as well. And and where, goddammit, is Respawn's game? Like, we still don't know anything about it. And I know it's early days in terms of E3, but... Like, exactly. O- Oculus were... They they did a, a blog post today. They sent emails out to press and like you know us to say look you know we're we're going to be talking about Vertigo games, new zombie game. I'm like yeah that's great, but where's everything else? <laughs> like, you know yeah uh, because like I, I, agree, I, I, just, I agree we've been saying this on the show for a little while you know that quest owners have have been super spoiled you know they've got 50 launch titles this shiny new headset you don't need a pc it's all like wonderful everyone loves the quest i love the quest uh but i just feel super bad for rift s owners especially new rift s owners which because... is funny though because if you if you look at like the just like the the oculus in general like their social media kind of stuff people are already asking for uh when is the new content for oculus quest uh, going to be announced like what yeah. is what is the plan what is new coming what is That's what is coming out yeah. well yeah think about your rift s buddies you know they're kind of <laughs> they're kind of screwed over right now because like you know you quest guys you got vader immortal and that is a huge title that rift players are desperate to play and i can understand why because it's fantastic um my second uh vr game of the year so far only topped by blood and truth um so yeah I, i'm just disappointed that we didn't hear anything from oculus to say look vader immortal was dropping today surprise during e3 um for rift owners and i think that would have made everyone super happy mm-hmm. it, well, it's clearly been made Saturday already we can finally announce that then you know i think there's a there's a slight uh, slant to this maybe it's what what are we gonna tell them at OC six? Oh, we gotta save a few careful bits. Oh, guess ah. what? Now Stormlands out. Oh, guess what? Now Asgard Wrath <laughs> is launching. I'm sorry, I w- but I gotta take the counterpoint to you, Mike. As a recent Rift S purchaser, and uh, and 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 loving this headset so far. Like it's really comfortable. It's really slick. I went back in my other room the other day. I went into the vibe and was like, oh god. I can't go back now. I really can't, you know, in terms of the fidelity and all that stuff. Yeah. And I sound like an Oculus fanboy, but I, I really am because I think the two headsets are really good. And I still have a really deep desire to have a couple of clean months so I can go play some back catalog stuff that I didn't get to finish or whatever on this headset. Mm-hmm. And like, it's mm-hmm. it was really yep. funny because in the trailer that we saw, I was talking about from the dev side, they were like, and please play this on Rift S because it looks really good. And that's exactly yeah. what my feedback was from PAX when we went, was that in particular, out of everything we played, Asgard's Wrath and the detail in that game really shown. And I know, Rowdy, you didn't get a yeah. chance to go because um, you were off getting hitched <laughs> somewhere in the middle of Africa. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's the one that of everything, I think you should be excited to play because I don't think trailers really do it justice. And the mm-hmm. first time you hold a shield up and a sword comes through and goes yeah. like right like comes in and you're not expecting it and you pull that out and you throw it back at the bad guy, that's a special moment. It so. is my kind of game as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. A single player, you know, you can be in your hobbit hole and do what you like. Yeah, perfect. And and the thing about um, you know, Asgard's Wrath is that it is hard. Like that game yeah. is hard. It is hard. Like you y- y- you will have to learn how to fight and parry and use your weapons effectively because otherwise you're going to get wrecked in this game. Like I, 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 the first time I played it, I was like, holy heck, this game is hard. And then, uh, you know, you kind of find your rhythm because it has got a bit of a rhythm to the combat. Yeah, yeah. And then once you find that rhythm, you really get into it. But I think that what 
being hard, it actually makes it very rewarding to play because when you right. do take down a, a, a huge boss, you're like, heck yeah, like I'm a total badass. So um, yeah, I think yeah, so I'm sorry. expecting broken touch controllers with this game. I'm going to say oh, that sure. because um, I I went, I, I, li I literally made it my mission one day, went in the, the glass cube that they were we were stuck in. And I said, I'm going to beat this and I'm not going to stop until I come out. And I came out like an hour and a half later, absolutely drenched in sweat having not beaten it. and Because there was no ending. That, that was the thing. Well, there is. This. No, 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 there is. There is There is an ending. But it's after like enemy 26 or something. And getting that far is freaking hard. And it, by the time you get there, all the weapons in your arena, because you've got like all these like weapon racks on the side, you go through all of them. All that stuff breaks. They're all breaking. All the They're all broken, yeah. Breaks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, like... that's the funny thing. Because Talon, uh, you know, one of the one of the guys who works at Oculus and Facebook, he's like this beefy dude, and he he loves so playing beefy. these kind of games in VR. And if you ever watch him play these games, he goes like he goes ham on these games, like <laughs> big time. And um, he was playing it, but I, I I think I recall him telling me that there wasn't an end. But if if you say there is, there is. Well, but they, I, they I found I, after. I, yeah, because I said wow. I said you guys lied to us. You said that you could beat it. He's like, no, that you can. And they showed me. I was like, oh. Wow. So, wow. anyway. So, yeah, that is Sanzaru. And uh, just to sort of quickly go back to the chat, because Hussein X says, uh, yep. I'm spoiled with Rift S. Uh, I'm still in the honeymoon, revisiting some old games. Wow. Visually, games look amazing. So, I'm glad, I'm glad you're happy. I'm glad you're happy. But I just, uh, I know I kind of get a feeling from the community that people are feeling like they're missing out, especially on Vader. And are pe people are really excited for Stormland defector asgard's wrath and we just want release dates right we want to know when these games are coming and, and again we just want to know what the heck this respawn game is for sure uh, well i think there's i think there's something that they just have to be careful of here which is if you're going to make us wait then it better bloody be worth it <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's like, <laughs> stormland has been on my like hype radar for like feels like years now so if that game doesn't deliver then i quit <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I'm confident. In, I'm confident in uh, Insomniac games. They make amazing games, so I'm sure it'll be amazing. Um, but let's talk about uh, a bit of an unusual one uh, announced today. That was Hammerhead Studios, uh, a little game called Abe. Um, and this was like a like a seated experience previously yeah. before. Yeah, where you uh, get yeah. the previous Abe experience. Have you ever played it? You yeah, ever maybe. Ah, oh, okay. Like yeah. what happened is you basically sit in a chair. And this robot is going to fix you. So that, that's what it basically says before it's like starts like drilling in your eye and stuff. So it does like really messed up kind of things. But you're basically you're a woman. You see it in the trailer really shortly as well. You're a woman sitting in a chair. And this Sorry. Right when you're saying drilling in the eyes, puppies appear on screen. I mean, it's just like it was just bad timing. Come oh, on, okay. say it again. Drilling in your eye. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's one of those things that really freaked me out in VR. Like when I back yeah. when I back then I played it, it was I thought that one was really messed up just because the voice acting and the it looks almost like real when it when it when it happens. Yeah. Like it's really, really well done this one. So I'm excited to actually to actually going further. And if you see the amount of work that they that they, they have been doing, it's uh, it's amazing. I think, yeah. I, the uh, thing I yeah, love I'm about this, this is it's like the first whip around that I've that I think I've seen uh, from one of those like DK2 demo days where they hint at content, and then now they're like Abe's back. Like like mm -hmm. they're following through on plans that they set before. And yeah. who else has done that? 
like with that mm -hmm. amount of time gap between the, the the few number of people who've actually played that original demo and now get yeah. to see the this come to life is uh is is not a large number it's not a large number yeah also we, we, we don't really know what it is exactly right because they they said two things it's going to be uh wait a, a short film and a game yep. release right and and a location-based vr experience as well yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh but yeah so i think originally was it before the touch touch controllers came out that this was a thing yeah abe? yeah Ooh, it, i don't know i, th I think yeah. it had to be because abe i remember seeing abe I, I, it must have been pre-touch controllers yeah because it was just a seed experience right yeah. yeah 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 but it kind of reminds me of like a black mirror episode you know Especially at the end of the trailer, there's a pig that like comes up at the end of the floor. Yeah. By the way, if <laughs> that was a weird it, thing, like well, all of a sudden yeah. there's like a pig showing over. The, well, what are the things that we're gonna have to do to that pig? Is it maybe a reference to a Black Mirror episode? Maybe, maybe. Since you if can you see, did, it's it's like a locked environment, and you have yeah. uh, the uh, the pig that comes out of the floor, then, and then yeah. you you see the robot is sitting behind the window. So I'm guessing that it's gonna instruct you and like. You're gonna have to do something, you know. You have yeah, to... you're gonna have to do something, and it's, it's gonna you, be it... again one of those VR games that's gonna break boundaries. I think, like you know, like like people yeah. are gonna. This is gonna get featured. If you have to butcher or do something weird to that pick, it's gonna get featured on the media. I'm yeah. telling you that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I I agree with Rowdy's uh, yeah. impressions there. I think it's gonna pull some tricks because it looks so real. Yeah, it looks freaking real. But if you did, maybe on our recommendation, go and check out Black Mirror this week, <laughs> and you did watch that episode. I'm sorry. That's all I'm going to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> episode one. Uh, Season yeah. one, episode one. It gets way better, and it's not quite as weird. Just saying. I like the first episode. <laughs> yeah, I think they set expectations fairly. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you go in with that yeah. episode, no other part of Black Mirror is going to really set you off. <laughs> well, True. We, we, we have a main fan in the chat saying, you need to get rowdy with the pig. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what that means, but... <laughs> Okay, so let's move on to uh, Tripwire Games because they're mm -hmm. publishing an awesome looking game. And I've talked about this one before on the show as well because it's one of my uh, anticipated titles uh, coming soon, and that is Espire One. Yeah. Now, this is kind of like a, if you think of like a Metal Gear Solid in VR, it's like an espionage tactical stealth game, but you're a soldier that's remotely piloting this kind of like stealth machine, mm -hmm. stealth death, death machine that can like climb walls and uh, sort of use all its sort of powers and stuff and and sort of infiltrate enemy bases. Yeah. So this one looks really, really cool. The surprise that we got today was that it's not only coming to PC, it's coming to Quest and PSVR as well. Yeah, and insane. I'm like absolutely gobsmacked that this game is coming to Quest. I think, Yeah. am I wrong yeah. in saying they said MR as well? Oh yeah, MR, Windows yeah, MR as well. This, yeah, this all was, PC really, it was insane. It was like they, they were just doing the Baskin Robbins. You want vanilla and er, chocolate everything. and strawberry and raspberry ripple like you can get, have it everywhere <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and and the great thing is we also know when it's coming out and that is in august so we don't have to wait too long for it um but it's got some really cool features in this game and one of the things they highlighted in the trailer was like voice commands so yeah that was you know, insane yeah you could basically go up to an npc in the game and say freeze behind him and then he goes and he would actually like put his hands up like that's totally freaking badass right it's it's funny yeah, like the other that's... game mechanic that i thought was really cool was their movement system like their movement mechanic the the anti simsickness one where you see like this grid display appear around your character i've seen it i've seen it trialed in a few other games where they give you this kind of grid based system but it wasn't as translucent or tra transparent as the uh, as the grid system here shown in aspire one 
And I thought that was really interesting. I'm really keen to just try it. I know I'm, I've got a pretty strong legs uh, that way, but I think it's going to help people play the game who are really, you know, who want a fast-paced action yeah. game. They, they call it the, uh, the Inspire Control Theater. There you go. Which is a, a really cool kind of name, I think. And indeed, it's full freedom of motion and it minimizes motion sickness. Um, mm. The thing I, I thought that was uh, brilliantly done is that it's indeed like it's a robot that you're controlling. So that gives them a lot of freedom of like, you know, putting hot up or putting like, you know, because it, 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 it's part of the experience. It's, it's made yeah. for that. And I think that is a really small way of doing it. Yeah. yeah and like uh, we've talked about like max pain bullet time you know in games in vr games and this has that you know there's a scene at the end of the the original trailer where you jump off like a, a load of shipping crates in a warehouse and you basically manage to slot three bad dudes in the head before hitting the ground and i was like yes this is this is <laughs> i want this more of this please um so yeah super hyped for Aspire one um yeah being published by tripwire games I think, uh, I think this is the the coolest title. I mean, the coolest trailer that I've seen uh, so far. I think that this is the one. For sure, for sure. This yeah. is definitely one to uh, put on your wish list. Um, and we're sort of getting to the sort of end of the roundup. We've got a couple more uh, development studios to talk about, and we've saved the best to last. And then we can talk, <laughs> sort of do a bit of a roundup about our overall thoughts. But yeah, everyone's pretty hyped for Espy One in the chat. Um, but let's talk about another interesting studio. Again, some really interesting news. I didn't expect this at all. And this was from First Contact Entertainment. This is a Pap Papa Frank's uh, <sighs> studio. You know, if you know PSVR Frank, Papa Frank, that's that's where he's at now. First Contact Entertainment, um, who obviously made uh, Firewall Zero Hour for the PSVR, a, gr a solid shooter. We've 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 had fun with it in the past. Me and Zim, we've we've gone in there and fought some bad dudes together. But <laughs> not, I think you've been having. Best. Not the best weeks to uh, call about it. There, there's been really big problems the last three weeks in the game after their recent right. launch. But before that, absolutely solid. And you were about to say something, Mike. Sorry, I cut you off. I was going to say exactly that, that you haven't had such a great experience just recently in, uh, the, in the game. Yeah, it's um, the problem is is like matchmaking. So you, And we, we there was a guy yesterday we were playing with and um, trying to play the new update, which is called Nightfall. And... Uh, really good looking menu system is good and all that kind of stuff you try to get it into a game one out of ten games i'd say you're able to connect to and then like some of those games will abandon just middle of the game and so mm -hmm. it's really frustrating to have yeah. it's like having a piece of fruit dangling just above where you can grab it you know you're like come on i just want the apple um and and that's what's really frustrating hardcore players like i've been playing with a lot of like level 50 players who have multiple characters one of the things mm -hmm. they said as a tip for anyone who is playing firewall at the moment you create a new character for some reason new characters are getting match match made um over senior uh experienced players okay. for some reason in the matchmaking logic so if you are really struggling for a game and you need your hit of firewall which some of us do um myself included then that's one of the tips but yeah it's been a little bit rough ride but before that i would say that and still to this day above contractors above pavlov above everything else firewall remains my number one fps because i think the strategic elements and the way the game plays out is just fantastic so if you have a psvr once things stabilize a little bit uh, get yourself an aim controller and firewall yeah, good shout, good shout. And there's a couple of people mentioning it in the chat as well. Buck three one three one says fix the match matchmaking in firewall. So there's yeah, even I think uh, El, El Bagdo one says that we should fix it. <laughs> well, you need to speak to Papa Frank. He's he's the man. <laughs> yep. He's the one that can fix this. Uh, but yeah, I think. Uh, but yeah, with that all aside, we we sort of missed the point of this. Actually, was was that they announced their their new game, yep. which is coming to PC VR, I believe, called Solaris 
off-world combat. Um, yeah. No hint uh, what this game might look like or sort of any gameplay. It was literally just the name was announced <laughs> yeah. and that was it. So the thing is, like, I know a lot of people were kind of upset about this announcement because they were like, fix your first game first. <laughs> which, uh, yeah, I, I, I get that, you know, the community was kind of upset about it, but... What I find really exciting is that First Contact, like they made this amazing game uh, on PSVR Firewall, and now they might be making a shooter for PC VR, uh, which I'm very excited about. Because yeah. if they can bring that oh. caliber of, of of game with that sort of tactical element in, like a you know, like sounds like a sci-fi sort of setting to PC VR, then I welcome that for sure. I think it's so simple, right? The world was out crying after Firewall dropped. They're like, please give this to us on PC. And they're looking at their contract and going, ah, shit, lads, that says we can't we can't use this IP on PC. But what if we take our core game elements and we just code it in like a sci-fi space op and then we have the same four-player combat and we do that on PC? Then we could get away with it. What does the lawyer say? The lawyer says, do it. It'll make it buckets, buckets loads of money. <laughs> Let's do it, lads. <laughs> so on that premise, I'm super excited. Yeah. But yeah. then they would have shown a trailer, but it was that simple. Right, that would have shown something, then, right? Because it would have been easier for them to do. I think it's something more than that. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they'll spend, they'll spend it probably with some different game mechanics, which will also help them in case of a legal suit. But I'm telling you, that's the under. That's my guess that that's what they did. Could very well be. But the the name alone, you know, says multiplayer, doesn't it? Solaris Offworld Combat. It says a multiplayer game in my mind. I can't imagine this being a single player title. It's, but, it sounds like Halo Combat Evolved. Yeah, exactly. Which I yeah, heard, it gives me this. Not to step away from VR too much, but I know there's a lot of Halo fanboys out there. They're like remaking Halo or something, rebooting it? I heard that. Hey, Halo, yeah. yeah. Uh, is it Infinite? Something like that. Halo Infinite. Uh, again, oh. not a console dude, so. Um... Yeah, like I've never been a Halo fan. Um, oh, I have. Original. Yeah. Yeah, you right, like Combat Evolved? Right. The, the original yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did um, I tell you my yeah, horror you, story you... in that game? Can I tell you? What? They're really quick. My horror go, story. Go, go I was yeah, like, yeah. I waited like five years to play Halo on PC because I needed a PC that could actually run it properly. Got the Windows disc, got home, installed it. Was playing it straight through, eight hours in, right? You're doing your kind of like single slot save file thing. And then I did a jump in the Warthog off a cliff like this. And uh, it saved mid, mid jump. And there was no possible way for me to, to get out of it. And so it blew my save game. I said, feck this game. I'm never playing Halo ever again. And I haven't since. So that was no. really? yeah. I finished it maybe bad save 50 times or something. You, nope. you can have one of my save games. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that sucks. Uh, that's, the, that's like nightmare. Yeah, fuel, it, it, I haven't had that in a game ever before. That was the only time. Okay. So the last one, we saved the best, best. till last, in my opinion. And that is from Cloudhead Games. Mm. And they, this is Pistol Whip. This is freaking awesome looking. Like, I love, I love the look and the feel Definitely. of this game. Like, basically, it's a music, rhythm, first-person shooter, bullet hell game. Like, this is amazing. This is like Beat Saber and Superhot had a little neon baby and and just gave it to this. This is this is what we this is what we want. Like Beat Saber and Super Hot is like a fantastic game. So when you combine them both, like what could possibly go wrong? With music, right? Like I with, mean Yeah, with music, of course. And that's exactly what Cloudhead games have done. So Pistol Whip sounds like a freaking awesome name as well. So what do you guys think about this one? Because I'm hyped for this. Beyond I'm thinking, hyped. I'm thinking they need to contact Liv straight away and make sure that they stop making their trailers like 
properly done like with like the what they did with beat saber as well get the tracks in there and just uh you know show that off on youtube and make sure that everyone gets to see that because i think this will be a killer title because this is one of those titles that again when you look at it on a flat screen it doesn't really make a lot of sense you're like okay you shoot things on a rhythm but once you get into vr and you do this stuff or you show it the proper way like with lift um, yeah. you get that and you go like, holy heck, like I need this stuff. So, yeah. And for people yeah. who don't know what live is like the mixed reality blending between yeah. game. Exactly. And so you can show the player in the game so they get a yeah. better translated feel for me. It's, it's any music rhythm game. I'm going to play. It's just that simple. Um, and this looks pretty cool. You know, it looks pretty techy and I don't know. I, it makes you, it makes you look like you're going to be John wick. And that's all that I want, you know? <laughs> John Wick simulated with music. Sold. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they did show some uh, mixed reality capture in the trailer, but it was mainly from the other perspective. So it was like well, What I mean with, with like what Liv did with, uh, with Beats uh, Sable was that they put like full songs and put it like from the beginning to the end in Liv with the cool camera angle. And I really exactly. think that that is the kind of stuff that sold that game. Did you yeah, guys pick yeah. up that in this trailer they're they're using an index? There aren't many trailers where they're using an yeah. index, and this is like one no. of the first ones I've noticed. Yeah, and like you know, this is uh like Cloudhead also made the Aperture Hand Labs experience, which is like an introductory experience to using the new index knuckles controllers. I like to call them still, um, but this isn't this is their second game, but there is actually a third one. They're still working on that haven't announced yet maybe it could be um the gallery episode three we don't know yet but um you know cloudhead always love their games uh they're an awesome studio we've had them on the show when we yeah. used to do the uh the show many many moons ago when we used to have developers on uh, and anthony came on he was a really awesome dude so yeah very excited for pistol whip i think this is the one i'm most excited about out of everything that was announced today obviously i'm still super hyped for stormland but please oculus just give us the goddamn release date already um <laughs> But yeah, let's ask the chat then what their highlight maybe was of mm. uh, the news from today and, and the kind of stuff that we've discussed in this stream, what they're most excited about. And then I can ask you guys the same question. Mm. Like, what, which yeah. one are you most excited about? Oh, that's tough. You're wanting us to answer that straight away, huh? Um, hmm. I can answer it. Inspire one. I think that's the one. I'm, or, or Lone Echo 2. <laughs> yeah, you've oh, got to go Lone Echo too. You've been harping on about Lone Echo for so yeah, long. Yeah, I, I can Brad hardly say not. Yeah, I mean, it, it is Lone Echo 2 is because is, I just have such high expectations coming from Lone Echo 1. Um, yeah. But the one that I think is the most original and hopefully coming in a time frame that is still reasonable is yeah. a Aspire 1. Aspire 1. Yeah. Cool. See, you know what? You know what we should have done? You know, every time that we played one of these awesome trailers, we should have said, World premiere. <laughs> World, premiere. <laughs> World premiere. I don't know. I do, I, do, I do love that during the Microsoft thing. It's become a meme now, I think. Yeah. It's really, really hard to pick one, I got to say, out of that yeah. set. I mean, um, the only thing that I've picked up over the last couple of days that really turned my head, and I think it's not coming to VR, which if you see the trailer, you'll see what I mean, um, is Microsoft Flight Simulator's massive reboot. Have you seen that yeah. trailer? I mean, imagine yeah, it's that gorgeous. in VR. I think it was... Is it Sam Watts who uh, who said he made a complaint on Twitter? He's like, he's like, if this isn't in VR, I'm gonna. You know, like, I think that's the game. You remember when we were talking at the podcast, and I said there would be one 2D game that maybe you know that that's one that could be in that slot. There's another one I'm thinking of as well, which I won't mention until the weekend. But um, for me, Flight Simulator, I was like, I saw that and I was like, damn, look at the 
depth and good quality. And I just want that in VR as well, because flight sims can be really awesome. But uh, from yeah. today's set, kind of like you, Mike, I'm most keen to try Pistol Whip because it's hmm. looks. It's, awesome. it's kind of interesting to see the chat. Uh, they're a bit a bit divided as well. I see Pistol Whip from a. Uh, uh, Alexander Ritter, uh, but also I see people saying, I'm still hoping for No Man's Sky. Uh, I want a release date on Stormland or maybe whatever the secret game is, uh, the Respawn VR title, which we said on the podcast last time as well. Garden of the Sea has huge potential. I want to see more Meat Fortress, more Wieners. I guess that's Meat Fortress true. Um, Soul Keeper is looking better. Rogan is also looking good. Lo-Fi. So... It seems like a lot of different titles, so I do think that we picked yeah. the right ones to showcase in this in this like short little section. Yeah, I think there is definitely uh, something there for everyone, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, what about like let's let's go off VR for a second. Mm. Uh, what about a game? You know, you know, you mentioned uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Mm -hmm. Is there any other sort of flat game that sort of caught your eye and you're like, hell yeah, I'm I'm so down with this? Because uh, for me, mm -hmm. um, it was Ori and the uh, the Willow Ooh, of the Wisps, yeah, I think it's yeah. called. Mm -hmm. uh, because Ori and the Blind Forest, like that is, it was such an incredible platforming game. I, I loved it. Like I adored that game. Just the so visuals I, alone already. It, it, it was like playing uh, some sort of like gr handcrafted graphic novel. It was just beautiful. Um, and I just, I'm super hyped for that. And that's coming out next year. So February, 2020, mm -hmm. uh, but very excited for, for the new Ori game and think, cyberpunk as well. Cyberpunk for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cyberpunk will be it. Yeah, I don't have as it. much as I'm... I don't have a 2d title. I mean, other than having just seen flight sim for a second, as I said, I, I don't get much time. I like these days it, it's a sick cycle of like, if I see a 2d game or a flat game, I just know I'm not going to get the time to play it because yeah, I'm just I'm me, so though. infatuated with VR for the last five years. Like I've played less than 10 games in those five yeah. years that are not VR. Like it's, that's oh yeah, it I think me too. I, I think, um, you know, cyberpunk is one that I'm very excited about, but like you guys, I know I just won't have time to play. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just one of those things, but a lot of people are, are excited for cyberpunk as well. Doom Eternal, Halo Infinite, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. Uh, so yeah, some, oh, some that looks really cool. Hell. That looks Doom. Cool. Oh my God! Yeah, Doom, 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 to Doom, 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 Doom. Because I, Doom I spend like every second workday when I'm like crunching through stuff, listening to the original Doom OST. So I don't even care about the gameplay. I care about the fucking soundtrack. Because <laughs> it's, it's what I'm going to be listening to for like That's the next ten years. That's how messed up he is. What's that? Nothing. What's that? What's that? Nothing. So, um, yeah, if you've got any questions in the chat, now's a great time to ask us some questions. Uh, this is just like a, you know, a casual one-off stream, uh, just to sort of cover some E3 news and games that were announced today. Uh, we just thought it'd be kind of cool to just talk about what we feel about these games, talk about it with you guys and girls as well to see, see what your opinions are. Um, but yeah, we've got some sort of, you know, we had some disappointing moments that we didn't get some news that we wanted and expected, but you never know. There is Let still drop more them, time mate. to come this maybe, week. Maybe Oculus will still drop something. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're listening to Oculus, don't, don't let me down, please. Um, but if you're not familiar with the show, maybe you're new to the show, just a reminder, you can tune in on Saturdays uh, live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version of the show, which is on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor, ideal for when you're commuting or washing the dishes, listening up to uh, some awesome VR news. If you like the show, please subscribe to the channel and also hit that like button because that would really help us out a lot. Um, but let's see if there's any questions uh, from the yeah, chat. Yeah, we, we got from uh, Turtle, we got a uh, first game that you'll get. 
first VR game that I'll get. Oh, you let's just imagine all of the games. All of the games that we talked about today are all announced. Uh, they all, they're, I mean, they're all uh, available. At the Which same one time? would you pick? Yeah, Asgard's oh, yeah. Wrath. Match. Easy. Asgard's Wrath straight away. I, I'm so keen on what is the 30 hour VR game going to look like? And is it going to be what I hope it's going to be? Somewhat uh, story led and all that, but not like just shoehorning me into like a narrow channel. I want to have some freedom in that because um, I'm a little scared that if it's just set pieces, that I'll get bored of it after the playthrough. So we'll see. But Asgard's Wrath for me. What about you, Mike? Out of the stuff that we've talked about today, um, I would. It's going to be a tough one between Boneworks and Pistol Whip, because Boneworks, I think, is going to be like a, you know, you're going to put some hours into that game, and it's going to be a single player adventure, and it's going to be, you know, unlike anything we've played before. Whereas Pistol Whip looks really unique as well, and I love Beat Saber and I love Super Hot. So, um, mm. but maybe Boneworks has the edge because mm. for me it be would Olympics. be for me it would be like I mean Lone Echo and uh, um, uh, Espire are the games that I really want to play. Uh, but if I have to choose like only one game that I could get, I would probably do Pistol Whip just because it's something new and I want to try it. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we've got some questions from the chat. Major Ping 5 asks, uh, based off public info on the index, what do you see as a potential drawback or worrisome? The price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without, yeah. without even... Without even caring about no. what other people think about it, panel. is the price. The panel what I think, what I think is a problem. I said this before, is that uh, we get a different controller input. Yeah, yeah. I think that is a problem because games are now going to have to optimize for HC5. They're going to be optimized for Oculus Rift, and one to one on those two is already not perfect, but it's okay. But with the index, that will be even more, and I don't know how easy that will be to. Uh, to convert those to adapt yeah i mean it's, yeah. it's just stealing dev time isn't it rowdy i mean your your point yeah. is is really solid because uh we're, we're driving away from controller parity with that yeah. release not towards yeah. it yeah yeah because i mean of course it is even if it's easy to do like will developers do it that's the question huh? because we we have some form of finger tracking with the oculus rift controls as well but there's almost not a single studio studio that is using it up to that point Except for the mm. Oculus uh, Rift original demos that is actually doing that. So, and also, a lot of devs, right, have to buy that equipment, and yeah. they're already on. You know, they're making. They're they're worried about making ends meet. So mm. it's like you know, if if it's a really expensive headset with expensive peripherals, mm. and then you break one, then contingency mm. here, right? What are you gonna do as a dev? Right? What are you gonna do? Like I don't, because they want to have us mm. throw me a spare five hundred quid so I can replace my 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 knuckles. Uh, I don't know. I think you're you're spot on with that. That's a big that's a big risk. Um. So another question is, uh, what IP would you like to be made into a VR game? And for hit, for Buck, he said he would want a four player co op Ghostbusters game. That would be pretty badass. I'd be down with that. A proper one. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I, I easy. I I want I want I want the original like Pokemon series converted into VR, into a kind of like an MMO style. So mm -hmm. like I would like to see a multiplayer environment which is like that where you're in the world like true to the original classic games. Maybe even the original. I don't even care if it's new characters or whatever. But that's what I would like to see because I think anything multiplayer in that kind of environment where you can progress and build even something like a Diablo would would be the game that I'd want to see. Uh, for me, I think um, Assassin's Creed. Oh, right. Interesting choice. Yeah, interesting choice. I would like to see that. Yeah. 
I think but the, the, the sort properly gone. Done. Yeah, properly I get done, it. Yeah, though. not only because of the of the fighting or like the you know the the diving that kind of stuff, but also just because it's it's such an historically accurate and cool experience. I think to go back to like those kind of eras and mm -hmm. to witness those kind of things in virtual reality, I think a lot of stuff can be done with that. Yeah, I love the that. detail in that in that series mm -hmm. as well is really good. Mm -hmm. So like seeing mm -hmm. that in VR, is, yeah, I'd go for that. For me, like uh, the game that I put the most hours into uh, this year so far that isn't a VR game is The Division. So I would have to say The Division in VR would be badass. You know, a uh, crumbling American city somewhere, you know, that uh, is under siege from sort of terrorists and stuff. Washington, uh, D.C., you mean? Washington, <laughs> D.C. Or it was New York previously, you know, in the, in the original uh, Division game. Um, so, yeah, I, I would be down for a, a VR Division game. And then you'd learn all about the end game, Zim. Yes, learn all about yes, it. yes. Um, but yeah, so that's been a sort of special episode of the F Reality Podcast. Thank you for everyone that's joined us live in the chat. Uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with you this evening. I hope you have a great week. Hopefully we get some more news uh, in, in VR this week. And if we do, I'm sure we're yeah, going to be sharing course. it on our social medias. So make sure you follow us there. Um, but yeah, we'll be back on the usual show uh, next Saturday. Nathan will be back from E3 with hands-on experience with a lot of these games. So uh, we'll be able to quiz him on his experiences and find out what was really cool and what wasn't. Uh, thanks again. See you on Saturday. Until then, bye-bye for now. Take bye -bye. care. See ya. See ya. <laughs> Cheers.